You can even see the approaching revolution in clothes. You can see and feel everything in clothes. Welcome back, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. And I'm your host, Nicole Briggs. And it's done. Meghan Markle is married to Prince Harry. They are officially the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex. That's a mouthful. Um, Although most of us in America are calling her the new black royal princess. Close enough, right? So as you know, I have been excited about this since I found out they were dating. I had a feeling that they may end up engaged and married and boom, that happened. And I'm really here for it. Um, And this marriage will be significant in so many ways. But first, let's start where we are at, um, the Magnificent Wedding, because, you know, you have to wear something to your wedding day, and boy, did she wear something. So, prior, Megan wore a heavily embellished Ralph and Russo dress for her engagement photo, so I think the media ran with the idea that she was going to wear Ralph and Russo for the wedding, which everyone was doing all this research. I went to the website. I saw many things that she could have been stunning in, um, meaning they're very embellished or beaded. So when she stepped out in that plain, minimal, stark white shift of a wedding gown, I was very shocked and frankly disappointed. The fact is, Megan is a beautiful girl, and she can get married in a potato sack and look flawless um, in anything, but I did not expect an actual all-white potato sack. This sack was designed by Givenchy um, under the direction of Claire Waite Keller. Um, That's the first female artistic director um, at the house of Givenchy. So, first of all, let's applaud a woman heading up a major heritage fashion house. Um, it's been an all boys club for a very long time, at least a hundred years. So and you may remember that it was originally under the direction of Ricardo Tishi, Kanye's boyfriend, um, up until last fe- February. Um, but let's not digress. So you will realize that this wedding, um, was filled with all kinds of symbols that spoke to feminism, blackness, progression, and the late princess Diana. Um, Let's first give credit where credit is due. At the top of Megan's ensemble, she wore a large 16-foot veil um, with the Order of Splendor Tiara on loan from the Queen and once worn by Queen Mary. So, I mean, when you talk about wearing a tiara, your tiara that you wore at your wedding, it was not this tiara. Um, She wore a um, subtle Cartier diamond earrings to really punctuate the look. And her face, I mean, she was glowing. Her face was perfect. It was really light makeup. It looked really natural. Um, It was very much the perfection of the I'm not wearing makeup, makeup look. Then you saw some clavicle and some shoulders um, because it was a boat neck dress. And then right below that, that's where the excitement for me ends. You have this full length, super white gown. I mean... It was so white, like white enough to have a glare, like like something a child wears to a christening. And this is all strategic because since she is the first American since Wallace Simpson, um, I believe, and and she's and she's black, so you have to soften the backlash and you have to quiet the haters 
who have complained, you know, that she is thickening the bloodline too much and you know, you know, that uh, Princess Michael of Kent wore that, you know, racist brooch. You know, everyone had either a very overt opinion or, you know, subtle shade to throw at the fact that she's American, that she's been divorced before, that she's older than him, and that she is mixed race, that she is black. Um, so she very, very much needed to look very conservative, very pure, and very angelic. And in that sense, she pulled it off. Um, There are many words that uh, describe black women, but it's usually not pure and angelic. So I understand, you know, the politics behind what she wore. Um, You know, black women are the ones you have fun with before you get married, right? You, You have fun, you do all the races, and then you marry someone very, you know, clean and royal and white, and that's how you carry on the bloodline. Um, and you know, you all know what I mean when I say that. So not to mention that white is just a very opulent color. Um, now from the chest down, this looks like a fancy nurse dress, as we know. The fabric, like, I don't know who chose this fabric, but it's the type of fabric that is going to wrinkle when you sit down in the car. Um, so I just, there, I just have no clue why they chose this fabric. Um, there was a crease there and and mind you, all of this, these little details matter. This was a Royal wedding. Um, if you look back at Kate Middleton's McQueen gown by Sarah Burton, um, that was the route I hoped Megan would have went. But anyway, Kate's dress was literally molded to her body. The lace was romantic and you saw her shape. You saw Um, not in an overtly sexual way, but you got to see her figure. You got to see her tiny waist. Now, Megan has a banging body too, but instead they made her look like SpongeBob SquarePants a little bit from the neck down. Boring on purpose to ease her into this family, this role, which is a major deal. The train on this dress was sick in a good way. And these photos from the back with the train and the veil and the kids holding it, the page boys, absolutely stunning that's my favorite view of what she wore neck up and from the back I could look at Megan's bridal look from the back all day um if you have not seen Nikki Hilton's wedding dress please please look it up because it was very regal and flawless and I thought it was the direction that Megan was going to go um but she didn't but hey it's not my wedding right so let's get into some of the symbols that point to the progression in the wedding Um, In the veil, there was a lot of hidden meeting, and Marco wanted to have um, all of the UK Commonwealth countries um, with her on her journey through the ceremony. So in order to represent the 53 Commonwealth countries, Wade Keller created a veil representing the distinctive flora of each Commonwealth country, which was 53, um, united in one spectacular floral composition, including the California poppy, which is uh, from Megan's home state and where I live, California. As we know, she's from LA. Some say she's from Compton. Um, That's been argued. Um, But anyway, uh, Wade Keller created a veil um, representing um, this distinctive flora, um, which was a very thoughtful, mindful homage to say, hey, you know, I'm going to be a global princess. I don't want to represent countries. Um, I want to be a global figure. So all of these little subtle Easter eggs were in her dress and her ensemble. Um, Her beautiful bouquet was also a tribute to Princess Diana. Um, According to the palace, Harry handpicked 
her forget-me-nots um, which was Princess Diana's favorite uh, flower and it was obviously intentional to honor his mother um, and then other things the way that they kind of integrated if you will um, this event they had an American black bishop um, he's Episcopalian his name is Michael Curry and he started out the sermon quoting Martin Luther King he also referenced African-American spirituals and he spoke on black enslavement in America and it was a far cry from what you usually see in the traditional aristocratic Anglican sermons that you might expect from a royal wedding um, so that was very, very black, <laughs> for, especially for a royal wedding. Um, Megan's mom um, was with her in the ride um, to the ceremony. Um, she wore a green Oscar de la Renta, and she was rocking her nose ring. She was rocking her dreads. She's very free-spirited. She's a yoga teacher. So you have to understand that, okay, so what's the big deal? Her mother has dreads. She wore her natural hair. Well, it is a big deal because when's the last time you saw dreads at a royal wedding? I mean, her wearing her natural hair is definitely symbolic. Um, choosing the ride in the car with her mom instead of her dad, um, it is just such a huge nod to American moms, black American moms who often are single moms. I thought that was really um, poignant that she was in the car on the way to the wedding with her mom and not her dad um, who left home, uh, left the home when Megan was six. Overall, for the most part, Megan was raised by a single mother, by a single black mother. So all of that um, was um, felt emotional just for me being an African-American woman. And I just thought it was very feminist and very symbolic. Um, when she got to the Windsor Castle, um, she didn't have anyone walking her down the aisle. And I thought that was also very strong too. Most of the time that she was walking towards the altar, Megan was walking by herself. And I think that makes a huge statement. Like, I don't need anyone to walk me to my future, to hold my hand, to um, approve of this, you know, union. I can walk myself to the altar, and I thought that that was powerful. Um, but Prince Charles was there close to the altar to continue walking her, and I thought that that was um, really great and really cute for the other, you know, for her future in-laws to participate in um, her walking down the aisle. Um, the other part that was seemed to be very black, very African-American, was they had a gospel choir. Um, they sang Stand By Me. Uh, they sang This Little Light of Mine by Etta James. I mean, a gospel choir at a royal wedding. That sounds like progress to me. Um, I love that Harry and Meghan wanted to show this merging of British culture and American culture. And even for their wedding cake, um, Claire Patak is a baker who is from California but living in London, and they chose her to make um, their wedding cake. So they were really, really stepping away from a lot of traditional things. They could only do so much because, um, you know, that family is very, very conservative, very specific when it comes to um, tradition. Um, but overall, the look and the details were gorgeous, royal, traditional, with a twist. Um, and um, I'm still not into the dress, but I was into the guests. Um, my favorite guest was Amal and George Clooney, that yellow Stella McCartney dress, if you haven't hit your Googles yet, um, with that hat and that little micro veil. Amal is a beast when it comes to really looking put together and detailed, and everything she wears now is just, is usually just so perfect. And she was 
like a fashion plate before she even married him. So, I mean, she's someone who independently is going to, you know, really show up when she enters the room. Um, and if you remember her wedding, that Oscar de la Renta was so perfect. Also boat neck and off the shoulder, um, but way more romantic. And even all of the outfits surrounding her wedding were um, really, really beautiful. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, Megan should have given her a call, but she didn't. That's fine. Again, we know the reasons why Megan wore what she wore. Um, Serena Williams and Alexa, Alexis Ohanian was there. Um, looking very perfect. Serena was in pink Versace and, um, with those micro braids, I was like, she could now remind you, she can wear her hair however she wants. She's a huge star. She's a lister. So, you know, that was intentional and it screams, yes, the Buckingham palace will be just a touch more integrated now. Um, Megan's bestie Priyanka Chopra, um, she was in lavender, um, she looked beautiful, and everyone had on a hat, but these are just a few people I, I, that stuck out for me, and um, she looked really soft and lovely like a flower, and then of course our own American queen Oprah showed up, um, outside of Michelle Obama, she's our, our American queen, um, was lovely in pink as well, I really thought that Stedman was going to be there, but he did not, he wasn't there, um, the Beckhams just... I don't know what's going on really in their marriage, but they always look perfect. Victoria and David are like one of the most attractive couples I've ever seen. Um, they were in navy blue, and um, they, they just are a hot couple forever. Um, Idris Elba, as we know, is actually English. He's still fine as hell in anything, um, but I don't think his fiance Sabrine, should have worn those harsh Gucci lines on that cardigan. Like, that looked more like lunch, less like wedding guest. I think, you know, wear floral or a pastel color. Like, pretend you've been to a royal function before, even if you never have. Like, hit your Googles, do some research. There's too much information on the internet for these faux pas. Um, she, she very much looked like a rookie, and I don't know how he allowed that. Um, but anyway, but now... As a black woman, surprise, I am black. Um, I want to speak to the POCs in America for just a minute. I'm already hearing the commentary of, I give no fucks about this wedding or who cares about this wedding? Well, you should care. You care about the fake king in Wakanda to the point that you had partied and wore traditional costumes to the screenings, celebrating the idea that maybe without colonization, maybe we will still be kings in Africa. And we complain about representation all the time, how we are viewed in the media, yet now we get an actual representation of a black woman married in a royal family, and there's no excitement? Why? Wakanda is fake, but the royal family is very, very real. And this gives this American black woman a global platform like never before. You think Princess Di was a people's princess? Imagine the global impact that Meghan could make if she participates in her role properly. Um, any injustice, famine, poverty, women's issues, POC issues. I mean, if she's politically savvy, she could become one of the most powerful black figures in the world. And that's something that we should recognize and really keep our eye out for how she's going to be a duchess, what she's going to use her platform to do, how she's going to use her role. Obviously, she's going to have to kick out a few kids to continue the bloodline. Um, but 
really, this is historic and that's what we should be jumping up and down about. This is real life representation, not POCs pretending to be royals in movies or TV. Black people always want black excellence, but now that you're seeing it and experiencing it, somehow you are underwhelmed. That baffles me. The offspring of Harry and Meghan will have royal blood and American slave blood running through it, through and through. Wrap your head around that. And now I will say before I get out of here that she redeemed herself at the reception with a white custom silk Stella McCartney dress with a high halter neck and a sexy open back. I'm so glad she got to take that straight jacket off and show uh, some of her skin to dance the night off with her new man, the the Dutch. Wait, 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 wait now. Did I mess that up? He, uh, yes. Yes, the Duke. Excuse me, the Duke. And bravo. And on that note, till next time, peace.